2016 U.S. presidential election is just a few days away, and many people are unhappy with their choice of major candidates. There are a handful of third-party candidates to choose from in this election, but they all have something in common. They're all people. If you're looking for a big break from politics as usual, consider a non-human electoral candidate. (laughs) They exist, ladies and gentlemen. As you might imagine, many electoral regulations require candidates to be human, but not all do. These requirements take different forms. Sometimes they're explicit. Other times, and I love this, they encompass tasks that animals can't do, like sign their own name. However, there are several examples of non-humans running in and even sometimes winning elections. Now, these votes are often cast as protest votes or ballot cast to demonstrate voter dissatisfaction with the candidates or even the entire political system. These votes can take several different forms. These include voting for an ineligible, dead, or fictional candidate, leaving the ballot blank, or spoiling the ballot paper. These acts are different from abstention, in which a voter chooses not to exercise their right to vote, to show their ambivalence or disapproval of either the candidates or perhaps the measures up for vote. An active abstention can occur where a voter votes in a way that balances out said vote as if they had never actually voted. For example, in the House of Commons in the United Kingdom, a member of that house may vote both yes and no, effectively casting no vote of consequence, which seems kind of silly to me, but what the hell they can do it anyway. (laughs) So let's talk about some of these cases where non-humans have been entered in elections. Let's start with Boston Curtis. Boston was a brown mule who was offered as a candidate for a Republican precinct seat in Milton, Washington in 1938. Boston won 51 to 0. Way to go, Boston. I know. I mean, you've got a great name. Of course, you're going to just fly through the polls. A rhino in a Portuguese zoo won an estimated 100,000 votes in a 1958 city council election. These votes were cast as part of a mass protest against political corruption. Officials did not accept the votes, even though the rhino garnered more than any other party in the race. In 1967, an Ecuadorian foot powder company advertised its product as a mayoral candidate in a town named Picoatza. I'm going to go with it won by a large majority, leading to dozens of defeated candidates, obviously threatening to sue the pharmaceutical company. (laughs) That's my favorite one, like hands down. (laughs) Foot powder. I wonder if it's like a tin of foot powder that won or just like the powder itself, like there's like a big pile of it or something. Who knows? It's hard to say. In 1980, Benson's Wild Animal Farm in New Hampshire attempted to put a gorilla named Colossus in the Republican presidential primary. It's a pretty sweet name again, right? Like you'd vote for Colossus, naturally. Absolutely. This attempt failed as the zoo's argument that the U.S. Constitution does not specify that a native-born candidate for presidency has to be human was rejected. I mean, you know, fine. Like, (laughs) make that argument. Bosco Ramos, another amazing name, was a dog elected honorary mayor in Sunol, California, and served from 1981 to 1994 after defeating two human candidates. This is recent and a long period of time. Residents commented that the dog's position was just a joke, but a statue of the dog was erected outside the town's post office after it died. In 1988, a satirical group in Brazil founded, not follow me here, founded a fictional political party 
named the Brazilian Banana Party. <laughs> that fictional political party entered a chimpanzee in the Rio de Janeiro mayoral race. The Chips campaign slogan was simple. Vote monkey, get monkey. Vote monkey, get monkey. It's so good. It was a statement against voting for the same old elected officials over and over. The Chimp got an estimated 400,000 votes, but all of them were nullified by election officials. Vote monkey, get monkey. Dustin the Turkey, a popular Irish television puppet, received thousands of votes in the Republic of Ireland's 1997 presidential election. Although Dustin was not an official candidate, there are rumours that he came in fifth. The same year, a cat named Stubbs was elected mayor of Talkeetna, Alaska, by its 800 residents. Stubbs was written in as a mass protest vote and won. According to a CNN story, the mayor prefers to drink water from a wine glass laced with catnip. It does. United States filmmaker Michael Moore attempted to get a potted ficus tree onto the ballot as a candidate for the United States representative in 2000. Honestly, be better than some representatives we have today. Mm-hmm. Molly the dog, a Dotson from Oklahoma, was named as a candidate in the U.S. presidential election in 2008. Back to puppets again, Ed the Sock, a sock puppet, attempted to run for the Fed Up Party during the Canadian federal election in 2011, capping off a television career that started in the 1990s. It's a great way to retire, Ed. Good work. Hank the Cat from Northern Virginia ran against current vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine and George Allen for Virginia's Senate seat in 2012. He earned third place in the state with 7,000 of the 3.7 million votes cast. See, the thing is, I mean, this makes it seem bad for Hank because there were 3.7 million votes. He was third and only got 7,000. You really feel bad for the fourth place guy. One, one vote. Tuxedo Stan, a cat from Halifax, Nova Scotia, was a mayoral candidate in the 2012 municipal elections, representing the Tuxedo Party, of course, a political movement aimed to improve the welfare of felines because neglect isn't working. He has been endorsed by celebrities, including Anderson Cooper. That's a big get. Mm-hmm. Giggles the Pig was set to run for mayor of Flint, Michigan in 2015. Lawyer Michael Ewing started the, quote, Giggles the Pig for Flint Mayor campaign uh, as a write-in campaign after a city clerk's error threatened to keep all candidates off the August 2015 mayoral primary election. Ewing said the candidacy, quote, sought to draw more attention to the mayoral race, better educate voters about their choices, and encourage residents to demand more from elected officials. It's actually a pretty good idea. It's not a bad, not a bad move. And then in more recent times... Last year, in Louisiana, Crawfish Be Crawfish began as a Facebook page titled Can This Crawfish Get More Supporters Than Bobby Jindal? Jindal, the state governor, had recently announced his desire to run for president in 2016. I remember this. I remember this happening. Crawfish registered with the Federal Election Commission, running for a non-listed party on July 2nd, 2015. Crawfish has stated his support of education, gender equality, same-sex marriage, and Game of Thrones while criticizing the strict bipartisan system in place in the United States. You can read all about his platform at crawfish2016.com. Crawfish is my kind of crawfish, I gotta say. I think so. So, whilst any kind of leadership vote is obviously an important thing, quite frequently, the primary candidates themselves make the whole thing seem kind of farcical, right? Like, the the people that we actually have, who are the prime candidates, 
sometimes make the whole thing look like a joke. I think it is a fun and acceptable way to protest elections in this way, so long as we don't then end up with a llama as the prime minister. You know, in reading about a lot of these, obviously there's um, humans want to keep this from happening, right? And and the, the few times when an animal uh, has actually won, you know, clearly there's some human handler, you know, behind the scenes. We hope so. Uh, but I just really feel bad for all the candidates who lose or or at least come in behind a, a pig or a gorilla or a stuffed crawfish because that's really got to be a humiliating uh, blow to your political career. Wait, is crawfish be crawfish not alive? Uh, the artwork on the website is a like a stuffed animal. Maybe and crawfish are kind of creepy looking, so maybe it's just uh, it's just to be more family friendly. Yeah, he's uh, smartening up for for the vote. Right, but then, then after after he gets in, we'll then learn the real side of crawfish be crawfish. Exactly. So thank you uh, very much to Catherine for this week's timely and entertaining topic. If you want to find the show notes this week, you can head over to the website, relay.fm slash ungeniust slash 11. There you, you can get in touch with us. You can send us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter. The show is at ungeniust. Mike is at I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find me there at ISMH. Mike, until our next uh, weird article, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios.